Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, it's Motivational Monday, the beginning of a fresh week, and God is on the move. All right, you know, what a blessing we had yesterday with the guest speaker at Fusion Church. Powerful, powerful word. A lot of ministering going on yesterday. You know, God has truly blessed us, you know, and today we are beginning in, uh, in Mark 14, uh, 12 to 26, and we're going to begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today, for this is the day that you have made. Father, I thank you for all those who are watching and listening. Father God, I pray, oh Lord, that it will be you and not us. Have your way, oh Lord God, and I thank you in advance for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do on our behalf, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for all your blessings. And I just pray, oh Lord God, that you would just help us. And we ask all this, oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Stretch if you need to. And my lovely Sandra is going to be reading. Okay, good morning. I'm starting here in Mark 14, verse 12. It says, On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house, he enters. The teacher asks, where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely not I. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it's written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the son of man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks and offered it to them. And they all drank from it. This is, this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. He said to them, I tell you the truth. I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you, Sandra. Amen and amen. All right. All right. You know, this is just 14 short verses, but it's so much information. It's 14 verses, you know, and, and, and it starts, you know, you know, what Jesus says, you know, that, you know, go and, and, and find a place, you know, so that they may eat. They were talking about going over for the Passover, you know, and the Passover, you know, you read a lot about the Passover in Exodus uh, 12, you know, and the Passover was uh, where, where, where they uh, commemorated uh, the biblical story of, of the Exodus, you know, of Egypt, the Israelites, you know, and it was a time that the judgment was going to come, you know, and the law was telling them to, you know, to kill the lamb, you know, get ready uh, and, and take the blood and put it in the doorpost, you know, and that's found in Exodus 12, 7, and it says, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lentil of the house, you know, and in Exodus uh, 12, uh, 12 and 13, it says, and I will pass through the land of Egypt, and on that night, I will strike all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and, and animal, and against all the gods of Egypt, and in verse 13, it says, and now the blood shall be a sign, so the blood was a sign on the houses where you are, so that I may see it, the Lord said, so that I may see it, I will pass over you, pass over you, and the plague shall not come and destroy you. So the blood was representing protection about the, the plague that was coming, you know, and it was like the firstborn, both male, uh, both men and animal, you know, was saved, was saved when, when the, the, the blood was seen on the doorpost. Today, you know, we celebrate, you know, we celebrate this as Christians, you know, when we celebrate Easter, you know, uh, you're thinking about the Lord, you know, and it says in Luke 22, 8, and Jesus said, sent his, his uh, Peter and John, and he says, go and prepare the, the Passover for us that we may eat, you know, so it was, Jesus was sending them out, and, and in Mark 13, uh, I mean, Mark uh, 12, 13, he says, and he sent the, the two of the disciples and said to them, go into the city, which means they were outside of the city, go into the city and meet and, and you will see a, a man carrying a pitcher of water, you know, a, a pitcher of water. So this, this was this was a strange thing because, you know, that was normally the woman's job, you know, when um, normally the woman would be the ones getting gathering the water with pitchers, you know, but a man, a man will always use animal skins for to carry his water. So this is something that was that was not normal to see. But in other words, this was something that this man carrying the picture, he would have stand out. And I believe God was telling them, you ain't gonna miss this one. This is what you're looking for. You're gonna, you're gonna see this man carrying a pitcher of water. And he says, and wherever he goes, you know, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room in which I may eat? the Passover with my disciples. So this gives me the belief that, that this individual must have known Jesus because he, say, he says, the teacher says. So when you, when you make a statement like that, that means you must know this teacher. So, um, so then, then he says in verse 15, then he will show you a large upper room, furnished and prepared that, and ready for us. Verses, you know, pretty much verses 13 to 15 show us if God sends you out, 
Okay, if God sends you out to do something, God gives you something that he wants you to do, you know, we need to move out on it. The disciples, when they first heard Jesus mentioning all these things, you know, they were outside. Jesus says, go into the city. He tells them, you're going to see a man carrying a pitcher of water, which is nothing normal about that. He says, follow this individual. Just go ahead and do it. When he goes in, just follow him in. You know, follow him in. It's like me telling you, hey, go follow that person. Go, Just go follow that person. Wherever that person goes, you go in, you know. And, and when he goes in, go in with him and say, and ask for the master of the house. And then tell this master, the teacher says. So this was steps that the disciples have to take by faith. And sometimes, you know, in this particular at the portion of scripture is telling us, you know, if something sounds unusual or strange and God is telling you this, it is because God is about to do something. God is about to do something and he will use the strange things like that. And that's why we have to believe by faith. We got to trust God, no matter how awkward the situation may be. If God is telling you to do something, he has your back. He says, he says in verse 16, so his disciples went out, came into the city, found it just as he has said to them, just as the Lord told them that it was going to be step by step. He was there, you know, and they prepared the Passover, you know, just as the Lord has said it. It is wonderful how God just backs up his word. You know, it may sound strange. God might tell you, go speak to this person. God might tell you, go share that with that other person. And you may be there scratching your head or scratching your hair, whichever one you have. I have no hair, so I scratch my head. And I say, Lord, you know, I don't know about this. But if God is telling you to do it, believe and trust in him, because that means he's going to make He's gonna make a way. And, uh, and, and also, according to Exodus 12, 8, you know, the Passover meal had to be eaten, you know, so that uh, at night and finished by midnight. So there was a certain timetable that they had for this Passover meal. So he's already telling them, go and prepare, telling them what they need to do. In verse 18, it says, now as they sat and ate, Jesus, surely, uh, surely I say unto you, one of you who is with, who eat with me will betray me. You know, so here they're getting ready. Here they, they, they're, sitting, they're sitting down, they're preparing this. And the Lord starts telling them, one of you will betray me. This, you know, this must have stirred up everybody that was in there, you know. And it says in, in Mark, in Mark uh, 10, 33, he also talks about the son of man will be betrayed, you know. So like I said, at this point, the disciples were sorrowful. They, didn't, they were questioning, you know, you know, is it I? Is it I? In other words, they all had doubts what was going on because of this question that the Lord was, was, was put on them. And what does Jesus say in verse 20? He says, he answered and said to them, it is the one, it is one of the 12. So pretty much, they, they, he's telling them, it's one of you guys. It's one of you guys. Now you imagine just being there with, you know, with 11 other guys and you are looking at each other. He's saying, which one is going to be? Which one is it? Or is it I? You know, is, is it I? So they, you know, when, when you say, is it me? Am I going to betray you? Boy, that means you have doubt about yourself. So there was a lot of doubting going on in this individual time. And what does the Lord says? He says in verse 21, the son of man indeed goes just as it is written of him. In other words, God, the Lord Jesus is going to do exactly what the word said that he would do. 
But woe to the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been better for that person not to even been born. Wow. It would be better for that person not to even been born. But look at this. Jesus, he's talking about his own betrayal. They're going to betray him. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says, one of you is going to leave me. One of you. So Jesus is going through all these things in his head of what's going to happen because he knew the future. This is also found in Matthew 26, 24, and Luke 22, 22, and also in Mark uh, 9, 12 speaks about this. So Jesus was pretty much prophesizing, it is written. This is what the Lord says. This is what's going to happen, you know, and, and we, and we as, as, as believers, you know, in the Lord, as believers in the Lord, we got to trust the Lord. We got to trust the Lord and, 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 and know that when he says something is going to happen. But again, just thinking about what the Lord was going through at this particular time, he knew that the end was coming. You know, the writing was on the wall. You know, he is, he himself is saying, it is written. The scriptures say this, you know, the son of man is going to be betrayed, you know, and, and all that. And yet he was right there calmly with his disciples. He was right there with them all this time, you know, so he knew the future. He knew what was happening, but yet he was taking time to teach them. He was taking time because right before this, he was telling them, let's go, in, go into the city you will see this man, you will, you know, in other words, believe what I'm telling you, trust in my word, you know, it's better to trust in God and in the written word than to trust in man, man will fail you, man will betray you, you know, man will tell you stories, you know, and, and, and that are, are not true, but the word of God is truth, the word of God, that it is written for you and I, and the word of God will be fulfilled. Just as the Lord Jesus told his disciples, the same way he told them about the city going in and finding this individual and following him. And as weird as it looked for a man to be carrying a pitcher, you know, at that particular time, you know, it was, it just happened just as the Lord has said. So his word, Whatever promises God has given you, whatever word God has put, put in your heart, whatever has been told to you by, by, by a believer, and, and then you was confirming the spirit and confirming the word will come to pass. You know, God's word will always be fulfilled. And that's why today, you know, we can rejoice in the Lord because he has our back. The Lord has our back, you know, and he will not forsake us. He will not leave us. He will not betray us. You know, so the word of God is being fulfilled. So here we're going into a little bit deeper into the word, you know, and, and it talks about it talks about the last supper, you know, and and but for us, you know, the last supper is also what we practice as communion. And we practice communion yesterday in church. We did communion yesterday. But, you know, it, it is so deep that that, that communion is. You know, because communion reminds us of the forgiveness and the experience we receive when we when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. What was paid for us, what was given for us, you know, and what our Lord Jesus Christ went through, you know, in the process of this of this of the Last Supper. You know, it says there in verse twenty two, and and as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it. 
and gave them and gave it to them and said, take, eat, this is my body. You know, and we do we do this with the wafer when we take the wafer out, you know, we take the wafer out. But, you know, this right here, you know, God, uh, Jesus is actually holding a, 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 a loaf of bread, you know, and he broke that bread. He broke that bread, just like Jesus' body was broken upon that cross, just like Jesus' body was broken for us, just like Jesus paid the price. He suffered the pain for us. You know, he suffered. He's, he was broken. So when we take communion and we, and we take that wafer, you know, that represents his body, you know, that is broken for us. You know, it, we cannot do that likely. We cannot do that just like routine. We cannot do that just because we do it every so often. We really have to believe and really have to trust God. And we really have to go before him and be grateful because this is for us. Being grateful for what we, he has done for us, you know. And, and, and sometimes I, I, I feel sometimes I, that we, we may not, we, we don't see it that way. We, see, we might see it as a routine, just like a child sees things happening over and over. But we need to make sure that when we go and take communion, that we do it right, the right way before the Lord and that we acknowledge what he has done, the brokenness upon that cross. That's also found in Matthew 26, 26. And then he goes, also in Luke uh, 22, 19, it says, and he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it, okay? Gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So here's the command of the Lord. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. He wants us to acknowledge what he has done for us. Because every time we take communion, we're recognizing the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ upon that cross. Why he suffered for us, you know, and what he did for us. And he says there, and he took the cup. And he that and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they drank from the cup. You know, they drank from the cup. And in verse 24, he said to them, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many, the new covenant. See, before, you know, the old covenant, there was a sacrifice that had to be done. The new covenant, Jesus Christ became, became that sacrifice, that new covenant. And he said that, that, that for the, it was my blood shed for many. And all, you know, so we, when we drink up that cup, you know, we're drinking almost like drinking up the blood of the Lord because he was shed for us because he, he, he washes us. He cleanses us. You know, it fills us. It covers us. And, that's, and that is the beautiful thing that, you know, when we celebrate, you know, Easter, when we celebrate, you know, if we celebrate the Passover, you know, and it, it is that the judgment would not come upon us. You know, that blood. The blood in the in the Old Testament, that blood on the on the posts of the doors and on the lentil of the door, you know, when the Lord saw that He was going to pass over them, and they will be safe. But today we celebrate Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and what He done for us, and how He suffered for us, and how He gave everything up for us, you know, and He delivers us from all the pain, all the anguish that we should have gone through. He took that from us upon that cross you know that broken bread 
you know, was his broken body. You know, the, 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 the drink that we have, you know, we, we have, we take a little cup and we drink it, but you know, wine, you know, wine goes through a process wine to make wine, you know, it has to be crushed, you know, it has to be pressed, you know, and the Lord Jesus Christ was crushed and he was pressed, you know, for us that way we don't have to be that way when we go to him and we recognize that, that what he has done for us. And that's why, you know, he himself said there in Luke 22, 19, do this in remembrance of me. Do this because what I, what I have done for you, remember me in this. So every time, my brothers and sisters, when we do communion, let's, let's acknowledge the Lord for what he has done. He was broken for us. He was pressed for us. He went through all that suffering for us that today we have the privilege that we can gather like this, you know, and that we can celebrate Jesus and that we can celebrate his presence, his, his love for us, that we can celebrate what he has done for us and, and be grateful and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because if I, if you know, I, I sometimes, you know, you got to think about it. If I would have been, been the Lord looking down at me at one time, I would go, that Pop Hernandez is not going to be a Pop Hernandez, you know, because he has a long ways to go. But because of his mercy and his grace, because I, he loved us so much that he gave it up for us. He gave his own life so that today we can be gathered here, you know, and the Zoom at the meeting and we can remember what he has done for us. You know, 14 small verses, but as a teaching in just about every one of these verses in what the Lord has given us. So if the Lord tells you to do something and it doesn't look, it, it doesn't look according to what you want it to look, you got to trust him because he's making a way. Just like he made a way for the disciples that everything he told them, everything exactly as he told them was going to happen, it happened. It happened, you know, and, and they were able to find this, this place. They were able to have the Passover and it was prepared for them. It was prepared for them. You know, it was ready for them. Why? Because the Lord already has said the word out and he was getting ready. So whatever you have to do for the Lord, God's already there. You know, he's already there and he's going to meet your need and he's going to be there for you. You know, and again, as we prepare ourselves, you know, for this next couple of weeks, as we get ready, that Easter is coming, you know, Let's acknowledge the Lord for who he is, for what he has done and what he's getting ready to do because he loves you. He loves me. And look at yesterday. We were praying. We were praying and, and, and at the church and we were anointing people with oil. You know, even that oil is a process. That oil, you know, is crushed. That oil has to be squeezed out. You know, that represents the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and we pray for people. You know, and, and and it was a long line. I don't know what was happening at EHT, but I know that in Cumberland County, I look at that line, I say, whoa, me. I thought they were giving out at the food stamps or something, but there was a lot of people, you know, coming forward for prayer, you know, and they were being touched and they were being touched because of the presence of God that was in the house, you know, and God met them and that anointing was there, and that anointing fell on them, you know, and God is faithful that he meets us just where we're at, 
He meets us just where we are. So whatever it is that we're going through today, whatever it is that we're facing today, hear the word of the Lord that the Lord is saying, I'm already preparing a place. I'm already there. I am already making a way for you. Just trust in me. I'm already preparing a place for you. Trust in me. Because before the disciples left, the Lord already knew. He already knew what, was good, what room he was going to be eating at. He already knew what was going to take place because he's already there. All we need to do is trust him, that he's going to make a way already because he said it in his word. You know, he said in his word that I will never leave you, nor forsake you, nor abandon you. You know, so this morning, as we, you know, getting ready to close, you know, this short little verses here. Trust the Lord. Lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, of acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Just like he did the disciples. He will direct your path and he will make a way. And look at this. And even though he knew and this, and that he was being betrayed, he was still showing his love and his mercy to his disciple, even to the one that's going to betray him. Why? Because God always gives us the opportunity. God always gives us the opportunity to turn around. God always gives the opportunity, you know, and I believe he was just showing his love and he was just showing his mercy, you know, and I believe, you know, this individual could have turned around but he was so much into it that, that he was totally blind, blind of what was going to happen. Because, you know, even here in his word, you know, he's saying, woe to him that betrays the son of man. Woe to him. So that alone would scare me. That alone would tell me, woe to him. And I'm about to do something. I better change my mind. I better come. I better come right back to the Lord, you know, because he's already saying, woe to that person. You know, and yet to be there before the master and just turn your back on him and walk away. He was really, really, really gone. But, you know, God's mercy was, was still there. God's love was still there because look what he does. He fulfills the Passover meal and then he breaks the bread. He speaks about himself being broken. He spoke about himself being betrayed. They drank the, the wine representing his blood. They did the last supper with the Lord before he was betrayed. And he says to do this in remembrance of me. So whenever you're going through something, let's remember who we serve. We serve a mighty God, a compassionate God, a merciful God, a loving God, a God that wants to embrace you, a God that wants to protect you, a God that loves you besides what we do, besides all the messes that I can get into. He loves me besides that. He loves me besides that. Why? Because he sees who, who I truly am, you know, and how truly he, he loves you guys. You know, and he wants to do great things in your, in your homes and in your family. So I believe, you know, when God is telling us to do this in remembrance of me, as we remember him, guess what? As we acknowledge him, he acknowledges us, you know, because that's what scripture says. You know, as we acknowledge the Lord, he will acknowledge us. So let's give him the praise. Let's give him the glory. Let's give him the honor as we get ready to go into this new season, this new season that the Lord is preparing. Because you know what? The weather's about to break. Seasons is about to change. You know, the flowers are already starting to bloom. 
you know, so there's a change coming. And I believe that change is also going to be a spiritual breakthrough, a spiritual change in your life, a spiritual change in the circumstances around us. Why? Because God is with us. And if God is with us, who can be against us? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So today, my brothers and my sisters, let's just turn to the Lord. Surrender it to him because he already has you. He already has you. He had the disciples. He already had all these things already planned out. All they had to do was just walk out and do this particular thing. And he was already there. He has your back just like that. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for my brothers and my sisters. I pray, oh Lord, that you would just meet them where they're at, Father. I pray for the breakthrough in their lives, Father God, in their homes, in their marriages. I pray for healing. I pray for restoration. I pray for your peace. I pray for your joy, Father. I pray, oh Lord God, that you would allow them to experience you in a supernatural way, oh Father God. I thank you, Father God, because you're bringing home those that have ran away, Father, those of our children, Father God, that we've been praying praying for for a long time. I thank you for their breakthrough. I thank you for sending those people around them that will minister to them, Father, and that they will come to know who you are, Father. I thank you, Father, for the restoration of homes and marriages, Father God, and relationships, Father. I thank you, Father God, for our leaders, Father God, my Lord, that I pray that you will give them wisdom and understanding, Father. I pray, Father God, for our pastors, Lord God, and I thank you for what you are going to continue to do in this new season, Father. Thank you for today. Thank you for this week. We praise you. We worship you. We love you, Father. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, my brothers and sisters. God is on the move. Let's get ready, get ready, get ready. The best is yet to come. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. Love you. And yes, I got to get to EHT. I've been hearing it over and over again from individuals. You got to get to EHT. I'm trying to work it out so that way I can get out of Covenant County for one Sunday, come and visit you guys. Love you. And we see each other. Oh, look at Jason. Look at Jason right there. He said, no, no, no. See, he's holding me back. He's holding me back. I love you guys. God bless. <laughs>